Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy. I'm debuting with me in the studio for the first time. I've got the founder of Brain Tech Robotics, Patrick Moneys. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. And just to be clear, uh, I want to say Brain Tech Robotics STEM Learning Center. Okay. Because there's a few brain tech robotics in the world. I don't want them to all think I'm representing them. All right. So brain tech robotics. STEM Learning Center. All right. Welcome. Thank you. For the first time, you're here with me in the studio. It's amazing. I know. It's amazing. And I am nervous. But you know what? We're going to get to know you. So talk about brain tech robotics, stem cell learning. Still going to practice it as well. STEM Learning Center. STEM Learning Center. Talk about that. Sure. So Brain Tech Robotics STEM Learning Center is an organization that's non-for-profit in the city of Toronto, helping youths across the city, ages between 7 and 17, understand and learn about things, all things science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And we do, we, and we do focus on areas of robotics, computer science, more of the technical side. That's, that's what we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and 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 in that capacity, what we're or what we focus on is trying to help children. Uh, first of all, see t- uh, technology as an interesting uh, uh, field to get involved in, an interesting area. To take away the fears and the misconceptions or the unknown element, and let them see all the great possibilities that can you know um, be theirs to discover um, and grow in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you find that's working today? Well. Um, you know, 2019, we had launched our program for young girls only, and uh, much to our, uh, you know, surprise, you know, and a great level of pride, we had 400 young girls uh, attend the program. Uh, it was a power hour for young women uh, learning about uh, technology and they're placed in the in, in the industry. You know, we brought a number of uh, representatives uh, who are females at corporate level uh, who are running their own companies and their own business in STEM or in tech uh, to come and work with the children and to and to give them inspiration, motivation, and information about you know what it's like out there, possibilities for young women. So from there, we partnered with the uh, federal government on a small program uh, to help empower and to help to raise the awareness of STEM with young black children uh, in, in the GTA. And that also was uh, was uh, fairly uh, well received. And uh, we, we were located at that point at the Fort York uh, Historic Center, uh, historical site down in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So talk to us in case there might be parents listening right now. They might say, why this? Why do we have to talk about this? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simply put, you know, if you don't see it, if it's not in front of your face every day, I mean, you're holding it in your hand, you have a cell phone, you're, you're, you're having PS2 games. I mean, right now, the latest talk is chat, uh, AI chat and chat GPT, um, and that's going to be the new thing. It's here already. You know, we have the uh, autonomous vehicles or semi-autonomous vehicles by Tesla and a number of other uh, electronic vehicles that are, you know, working towards that driverless sort of a technology and a feature. And while we say all of this technology and robotics is going to come and take away the jobs of, of the people, you know, in years to come, it's really... I think it's the other way around. It's those jobs or those technologies rather 
are going to be calling upon more and more people to work with them, to program them. You know, they're not going to get there by themselves. They need uh, humans to uh, to to work the technology, to build it and innovate in that technology. So it makes sense for parents to be looking at their kids and saying, hey, you're seven, to, you're seven now or you're 17, where are you going to be? 10 to 17 years from now? Are you going to take a path through uh, university and come out at the other end with some technology, uh, technological uh, skills and development? Or are you going to come out uh, 10 years from now you know, still dreaming about playing basketball, still dreaming about being a, a DJ? And I'm not trying to center on a particular you know, group. I'm just saying there are, there are other things that people, drive, uh, kids get driven towards. I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. But you know what? At the end of the day, 15 years from now, if you don't, if you're not in this game of tech, some way, somehow, you're gonna find yourself in a tight position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't look like some of these kids are in a tight position now because they know about this program, right? <laughs> yeah, I, and, and you know, social media and this program, if I may digress, is is like TikTok, for example. When you say, you know, look at the kids today, there's some kids that are making a fair amount of coin and success in TikTok, but don't get it twisted. It's still technology, and they're still being in touch with it. And so for that reason, you can't fault them. So, you know, what are you going to say to a young to a young chap or a young, or a young child or a young girl, rather, who is um, doing a makeup show and using technology to help communicate that, and all you're seeing is ding, 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 and that ding isn't just... Uh, faves and likes that's translating into money it's like what can you say right so they're the kids are savvy um, but at a more deeper level programming robotics automation that sort of a of a of an angle um, requires engineering requires a discipline and it's interesting it's um, I guess I'd say it's interesting for parents to be aware and if they're not get aware because even if your child does not make it all the way through engineering to the very end, let's say they do two years or three years, they've developed a certain work ethic. They've developed a certain discipline. They can do the hard stuff, uh, the hard work. They can do the research. They can do the study. They've got those skills. Now they can go out and maybe not get an engineering job at NASA, but they could, you know, get a, a, an engineering job, uh, another type of job, which involves some form of tech uh, and still be making quite a handsome uh, salary for themselves. Wow, wow, wow. It's already information overload. We haven't even start, scratched the surface yet. <laughs> so the six stages, do you want to talk about the six, six stages? Now I feel like we're going to be eating the meat and potatoes potatoes listeners okay so somehow i think you've been sneaking in the back channels of the braintechrobotics.com website and you've been snooping on my notes and coming uh, up and asking uh, me these uh, surprise questions which is a beautiful question because i love it when you ask these questions people need to know these in informations so the six stages as, as i see it and, and this is coming from you know Two years, just to give you a little background, two years prior, so I guess it was 20, uh, 2016, I was looking at what STEM programs were offering uh, young kids out there. I was also looking at um, how my daughter uh, was growing growing up, she's 22 now, how she was growing up and the path that she was taking, you know, we and her mother and I, you know, we were really driving her in this path of, you know, Legos and then, and not just little Legos, but the big ones. We'd always go and get the challenging ones, you know, 1,000, 3,000, 4,000 size pieces. And, and then from there, you know, trucking her out to all the hackathons, taking her over to Waterloo. You know, the parents have to do this. You have to go on the journey with your child. 
and you have to take them to these places. You have to, you have to look it up. You have to figure out where they are. Um, and it's not just soccer moms because or, 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 or baseball dads. It's got to be those other ones, the ones that, are, you know, you're, you're, you have to wear a couple of hats as a parent. And if you don't know them, don't feel, uh, you know, apprehensive uh, or pensive about it, rather. Just read a little bit and then be present because you're not the one who's going to be building the robot, writing the code. It's your child. And your child's not going to get that opportunity unless you take them to the place. At seven, at ten, he's not going to get in your car and drive it. You've got to pull these opportunities up, look for them. Uh, they're on the internet, all over the place. So, what's the benefit? And and you know, out, and this is where I talk about the six stages. So, what's the benefit of having your child engage in STEM, building mastery and confidence? That's the first one that I've listed for everybody because that's the one I feel you know shows your child's ability to uh, express themselves after they've had an opportunity to do what's called fail fast and 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 iterate. So as they're building and they're learning these things, they're mastering the, the ability to uh, assemble a drone, for example. Never seen one before. What are the parts? And, and then understanding why the drone flies and what are the laws involved in flight? You know, how do they apply in, in, in the case of a drone versus a bird, versus a plane, um, versus a helicopter, right? Why four why four propellers instead of two, right? Why quad? Right. So as they build those, uh, build the constructs around putting together a drone, uh, making it fly and then seeing it fly. And trust me, they're not going to see it fly the first time they put it together. They're going to see it run across the floor like a rat. Right. But after they've done that and then you get them to engage in conversation to talk about what it is that they're experiencing, to be able to articulate and express what it is that they're doing and to share their understanding of the theory you've shared with them, they build a certain set of confidence, providence within themselves. They start to see themselves as a knowledge source for this topic. And then when they see now that you know, my instruct my um my my STEM practitioners are responding to their to their um to their answers to what they to what they're sharing and they see their colleagues and other classmates paying attention to their story, they start to feel confident. They start to get this sense of I got this and I can talk about not just this, but I can talk about anything else that I take the time to investigate, experience and discover. Then, you know, from there we say take a holistic approach to clear misconception. So what is it you, when, when, when we baseline, right? We baseline with the children. When they come and say, what is it you know about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics? That terminology, first of all. Okay, give me examples of technologies that have done great things uh, in our society so far. And in, case, and, in the, and in the case of black youth, I ask the question, you know, name me an individual or, or an individual who you know is black in, in who's black in, in, in science, technology, engineering, and math that's made a contribution. And, you know, many times, many, many times, the young children are at a pause. I'm at a pause, too. <laughs> I'm at a pause. But you know what I was going to say, not to throw you off, I would have said LeBron James, even though he's a basketball player. I'm sorry. If enough people say LeBron James... He might turn around and do something like Drake and create something in tech just so that he can say, okay, you you, you can call me out, right? Because <laughs> that's what Drake did. I mean, not Drake, Kanye West. He created a device, a musical device um, that allows for, well, it's made, it's made up of tech. 
So that was an interesting thing, right? And and look, now he's leaning in that area. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, as a musician, he's always been in tech. Right. So many musicians, right? But I digress. Um, so, you know, we want to teach the youth about the growth mindset and how it impacts, you know, their sense of self. Of self. We want to be able to allow them to, through experiences and storytelling and conversations and engagements with those who have been in, who are in the position like myself telling stories down to them sharing them like sharing stories down and across to them for them to be able to aspire get a sense of you know where can I where can I hang my hat where can I place my vision what does my dream board look like because when you ask them you know from a broad, broader sense what's your what's your vision like in terms of tech they really don't have that story as yet and it's fair not many people do but to know that they can quickly have a story about my bas- I'm going to be a basketball player and I'm, I'm going to be a baseball player you know I'm going to play track I'm going to run track so what are you doing right now I play on a basketball team like oh really yeah so you're doing all the things to hone your skills towards a particular direction unfortunately that direction is only one in 20 on a bench Mm-hmm. That's true. One in twenty on a bench. You, what do you think? You got a thousand? You got like a thousand people on a bench? No, it's, one, it's only twenty. Right. Right. And I said, but if you go to Bank of Montreal, right? You know, you go into that IT department. You know, across the across the Bank of Montreal's board, you've got quite a few players in there at, at all fields of the of the IT spectrum. Database, uh, uh, customer service, uh, you know, application development, uh, capital markets and wealth management, doing the doing the trading systems, setting up a TIBCO, working with Thomson Reuters. You've got technology all over the place. That's more than 20 benches, more than 20 opportunities to get a job, right? Right. And not only that, but each one of those opportunities has layers. Uh, intermediate, uh, advanced, management, tech lead, analyst project manager. There's so many different layers on top of the fact that there's so many different departments you could be part of. Take me back to basketball. It's still one in 20. Uh, the list, the, the, I'm just paused right now. So, <laughs> so you know, increasing representation. A young, I, I go back to the young black children. When you ask them the question, who else in this game do you see like this? Nobody. And they're absolutely right. You go on the internet, you click on Google, you do a search, you go to the images based on a search. Say you say STEM. Uh, say you say uh, robotics. You say robotics and man. You say robotics and and black men. Trust me, that list on the picture on the picture board of Google is next to nothing. Zero zero zero. And it's STEM robotics, people, not Steph Curry. Okay, I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there because there might be a listener that said, but you said Steph Curry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to throw that one. In <laughs> well, if you yeah. Google Steph Curry, you're going to see a fair amount of black people in that moment. But that's not what we're talking yes. about here. Yeah. Um, so increasing representation. So not just in, um, as a as a as a race element, but also as a gender element as well. Right? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cause, or rather, a lot of call for representation across all gender spectrums. Right? right. The broad gender spectrum to be inclusive, not just males especially you know you talk about coding not just males not just caucasian not and when you talk about tech support not just males not just south asian <laughs> like the thing that rocks me is that in any of these areas that i might want to think of when i do a google on it and google will show you what's most popular in none of them do i see male african-american female african-american i'm not seeing those sort of representations in the in the social media space or the google space on the search 
the search indexes. And I think they need to they need to increase. And the only way they're going to increase is if they start seeing or if we start showing a greater interest from a younger age uh, in this in this arena and in this field. Mm. Um, and and I want to also say about the increase of representation. It's really important that we start to tell our children, forget about the representation. Forget about it. Right. Okay? The representation is you. You're the one who's going to do the representing when you get there. And as you get there, from now as you go, you are the representation. You want to find representation in, in, in robotics? Pick up your your iPhone, put on the mirror and look at yourself, right? That's the representation that I want my 10-year-old to understand. That's the representation we told my daughter. It's not about anybody else. It's about you. Don't call that you can't go somewhere because somebody else wasn't there before you. That is nonsense. You be the pioneer. You be the pilgrim. You make the, you break the wall. You step the step. Why? Because the representation, that person's not going to come and carry your hand over that line or through that pace. It's you alone and God. you got to make that walk. Your parents aren't going to take you there. Your parents are going to stand behind you and say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And when you fall, your parents should be standing beside you saying, come on, get on up, get on up. I'll help you a little bit, but you got to do the get up. And then you got to dust off your knees. And then we're going to look together and say, let's go again and do it again and do it again a thousand times. It's not Steph Curry. It's not LeBron James. It's not it's not anybody else. And yes, the field right now might seem very Caucasian. It might seem very much not like your like what you would look for yourself, but that doesn't mean that you don't that you shouldn't be there. Okay? So that's the increase of representation. Recognizing and showcasing their talents, I think, is really important. When you see over TikTok, you see over social media, all forms of social media, you know, parents are quick to show that my daughter or my son has a basketball skill. He can dribble, he can throw the ball over his shoulder, and it can go in the net. Mind you, let's be clear. That's 30 takes of throwing the ball over your shoulder into the net, and then we edit and keep the one that it went in, and we go from there. True. And then it gets even worse. It's, okay, you're never going to make that shot, and we don't have all year. Hold on a second. And daddy does the shot, the shot goes in, and when we mix the shot between, throw it over your shoulder and watch it go in. Okay, if we're so quick to promote such things, how come we're not quick to promote, hey, my kid put together, built a Lego. It doesn't do nothing. It's a static object, but he built a Lego. Put that on social media as a black child, right? Right. We don't, we don't, you know, my kid did the science fair and got bronze. Put that on social media. Right. Everybody else is putting it on social media. Black people, why are you not putting these things on social media? Your kid drops a pencil, put it on social media. Make noise. And Brain Tech Robotics intends and works. We have a film production company attached to us directly. And the objective is, hey, as a child does an accomplishment within the workspace of Brain Tech Robotics STEM Learning Center. So much as make a propeller twirl. If it you know, makes a funny moment, makes a great moment, put it on social media. This is what we're doing. This is what we're experiencing. This is the fun we're having. This is our, uh, our tick moment. I'll tell you about that. I, I said it twice now. Our tick moment or our aha moment. The, and because on your journey, you're going to have a lot of tick moments. They're not the aha moments. They're the tick moments where it was, well, I wasn't thinking like this at this moment, but now I'm thinking like it. Okay, I wasn't thinking like that about, you know, about how uh, 
space. What's the relation between state, space and time? I don't fully understand it, but I get what they're saying. It's interesting to learn more about it. Tick, that's another moment. Okay, you know, we had our workshop and we were teaching kids about flight. So we had um, a very thin styrofoam uh, delta wing type of a plane, no, no, more, no, more than, no much larger than, I guess, six inches across. Very thin wafer thin of uh, styrofoam and we had distributed them to a, a number of the girls or were there all the girls were there and they were taking um, a workshop on flight so the tick moment was you know why is this interesting who even cares about this so we talked about flight and we talked about um the, the air currents we talked about the pressure you know, what, what's happening with pressure down? It, it, does a plane fly or does it fall through the air, hmm. right? Wow. I mean, it depends on the perspective you look at because right. it's, is it just propelling right. or what's happening? So we, we looked at that and then we gave them the delta wing, that, that, uh, the styrofoam delta wing, and we said, okay, so let's demonstrate the flight. Let's see what you've learned. So they took the theories that we talked about, and Newton's theories as well was included in the conversation, and then they took a piece of cardboard from a cardboard box, you know, the cardboard squares. We had them, uh, you know, about a foot by a foot, this cardboard square, and they held it in a particular angle and walked across the floor and created an updraft off the board underneath the delta wing, and they let their delta wing go. Da, da, da. And, you know, as they saw this happening, you know, some of the girls were saying, okay, well, you know, I just take the I take the, the, the paper plane, I let it go, and I see that immediately it drops. The, the weight on the nose creating the drag pulled it downward, and it went doop, straight down. Wow. So this is, that's, my friend, that's not the wow moment yet, but trust me, you're going to picture it when I, if you can see what I'm articulating here. So then they take the cardboard, they hold the plane, they start to walk. They feel the plane being lifted from the currents that are coming from underneath it off the board. Mm-hmm. They let the plane go, and the plane starts to hold its own. Wow. So then a couple of the girls, I guess they were about 16 years old. And so now they've gotten maybe three tick moments out of this whole thing. And, yeah, I could see the importance, and I can understand the importance of, of uh, engineering planes for flight and the whole design around planing and the, the, the whole idea of you know, so they're getting a better arg- argument for does a plane fall or does it fly right. in the air? Right? right. Birds fly, planes fall, fall. perpetually. Right? I was about to say planes die, but uh, uh, while they fall. Yeah. You know, so, right. so, you know, and so in this moment, though, a few of the girls get to what I call the aha moment. They look at the situation, they look at the crafts of what they've got in hand, and they say, oh, you know what? I got this. Take the cardboard put it down and just take the plane and take their hands and glide the plane because now they knew exactly how much force they needed to exert to get enough current to lift that plane with their own hands as opposed to with this cardboard box and you could see that and it was a fascinating moment it was pandemonium actually because the girls were screaming as they were realizing hey I figured that I could do this and I could just make some adjustments the motion and the angle and the speed in which I was moving along the floor, traversing along the floor to get enough air current to just make this plane fly and not flip over, fall down, or fail. 
and it was a lot of trial and error. So that's um, that was another key moment that uh, I think was a, a big time for the for these kids. And as I said, recognizing that and showcasing that, we put that on our YouTube channel. Well, it's got a YouTube channel. If you Google us, you'll see us there. So we did that. Encouraging exploration uh, of discovery. So, you know, what's it take to say, I don't know anything about what I'm about to get into, but I'm interested to, to check it out. I want to know more, or I want to even see what it's about. I know nothing about what's around the corner, but I want to do what's necessary to get to know about that. And that might seem like an automatic thing, right? Where all youth, you know, would just engage just because of engaging, but they don't. Hmm. They don't engage. They sit back, they're quiet, they let other people go in front, they wait for you to turn around and tell them the answer. Mm -hmm. They run to Google to quickly flash the answer. You know, Google has become, and the internet has become, the catalyst for, or the accelerant for short attention span. Talk about ADHD, okay, you know, Google is it. <laughs> TikTok is it. You know, those, those that, that environment doesn't stand a subject more than like a nanosecond. Right. Right. And so therefore, you know, we build skills within the children to say, hey, you know, let's explore. Mm -hmm. Let's be analysts. Let's go through the steps and process of requirements gathering or discovery. Discovery, which leads to, you know, requirements, which leads to, you know, a, a solution or a puzzle, a, a, a solution to a puzzle or a framework of what you might want to have or a definition of the current state of things. Like when they look at something, tell me deeply, what do you see? What is it about, right? Don't just say, oh, it's a drone, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Which most of them might say, it is a drone. What, what's so special what's about that? What's so special about <laughs> that, right? <laughs> um, so, so, you know, talk about the aspects of the drone talk about you know and you might and, and that's the whole thing because you don't know about the control module you don't know about the brushless motors you don't know about the propellers because you don't know those tech technical details you would obviously stop but you shouldn't you should say well is that a motor or what is that that twirls the propeller that's the motor oh well how does it work what is it about we want you to ask the questions we want to encourage the children to always ask the questions right and then finally engaging in real world applications so it's one thing to show them and impress them with the technology it's another thing to say, okay, so here's how it applies to you today, midway down your pipeline of your life, uh, and as you come out of college or university, here's what it could mean for you. And some kids really get the lights turned on and the juices when they're quickly told, hey, if you make it for four years through university, you're going to live in a house like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to live a life like, you're going to drive a car like that, you're going to live in a house like this. Your lifestyle is going to be like this. And they want to hear that from parents. They want that guidance from parents to say, give me that promise. Give me that pipe dream. Tell me what is it I'm going to be looking like. And because I have no idea. I'm only 10. Okay? So tell me, Mom. Right? Wait a minute. Right? So tell me, Mom, what I'm going to look like. All right. So those motivators or those informations 
are what tell children, oh, you mean if I go to play basketball, I'll be a, a rich superstar, but I might not make it because there's not a lot of us? That's the harsh reality. And if I don't have a plan B and I fail at basketball, I'm going to be homeless and struggling in life. And when I get old, no one's going to love me. And I'm going to be by myself. And I'm going to have to eat crackers and water, drink water. Yeah. Oh, damn. Hmm. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. Right? The fear of God. <laughs> it's something. So what's your message to parents listening to this interview quickly? What do you want to tell the parents listening? And they still have skepticals, you know, ske skepticism, skepticism, like why it costs a lot of money, number one, to have my son or my daughter in a program like this. And number two, I just don't see the benefit in this. I'm going to try to be as short as I can. Because I know we were running for a bit there. I was loving myself too, too much. But for real, <laughs> for real, the importance of, you know, of the wise parents need to see this as, as well worth their time and their investment for the children's because at the end of the day, even if they don't make it through the full brunt of university, for example, or they don't make it through the full brunt of college, the journey that they take getting there will build sufficient skills I, I i kid you not will build sufficient skills for your child to be almost whatever he wants to be or she wants to be she'll take it as she gets older she'll mature he'll mature they'll be able to apply and they'll always be looking towards if you start from now with your child in the in stem with brain tech robotics i guarantee you that you, you, you take a program where we help your child see STEM at their OSSGD period. They graduate with the tools to go to college or to university. They get through college, university. Their income will be $15,000 more than the graduate student who is not in a STEM program. Or wants to be an MBA player and can't make it. Or wants to be an MBA player and can't make it. And that doesn't, I'm not shedding a bad light on the NBA players who make it because then they're like, run, they're like, they're singing. That's a different story. But that's only the lottery winner of one, right? We picked up two in Scarborough, I think. Raptors picked up two in Scarborough. How many other kids are in the basketball court? How many other grown men are in the basketball court? Still talking, street talk, and throwing up balls. Come on. I, 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 I if you're, if you're, as a parent, I'd say, if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts about, you know, really though, really, Patrick, why is this worth it? Come see me. Come talk to me. I'll, I'll bring your child. I'll give them a few rounds in the lab. And you're going to see why being in this gym is more important than being in the gym that plays soccer. You will absolutely see it. Did you really throw out your social media platforms? And I'm only laughing because of how you're describing this. But did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Because there might be a parent saying, oh, yes, I do want to see this. And take it from a techie, this is the way you throw out your social media platform. Google Brain Tech Robotics STEM Learning Center. You just Google that. And every other aspect of the social media is going to come up. Patrick Moniz, you Google that, you're going to find it. M-O-N-I-Z-E. So, braintechrobotics.com. Okay. Final things you would like to say? Quickly, there's a couple of major opportunities for uh, parents to come and meet me, come and see me. We're at Roy Thompson Hall on the 25th of February between 9 and 4 o'clock, 9 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 
Um, it's the uh, Our Kids Network Expo, and we'll, we'll be actually presenting a fire dance of synchronized drones um, at, the, at the booth or at, at the center. I'm sorry, at the Roy Thompson Hall, we'll be doing the synchronized drones, and uh, we'll be asking kids to participate in that exercise. I would love to see a, a number of, a, a whole squad of, uh, just a large uh, representation of African-American or Afro-Canadian, whatever you want to call it, uh, call us these days, uh, show up for that event. And then following that, we have the March break uh, workshop, which will be from March 13th to March 17th, and that's a hackathon of drones. So we're teaching kids how to hack and program drones in uh, exciting obstacle courses. So um, that'll also be happening. But look us up, and uh, as I said, reach out to me, and I'll give you more information. All right. I want to thank you for coming in to see me and information overload. I know. I hope it wasn't too much. (laughs) I got carried away. (laughs) I thank you so much, and our listeners got a lot to take in, and they'll be reaching out if they're interested. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. For CJRU 1280 AM, I'd like to thank the founder of You Can Throw It All Out Again. Brain Tech Robotics. Learning Center, braintechrobotics.com. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you.